Welcome to twoquestions.tv. Today I'm talking about sleep. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. Uh, I'm Susan Barancini Mo, and today I'm talking about sleep. All right, so sleep used to be a big problem for me, and recently it's been a little bit of a challenge for me again. Why? Sleep is an interesting thing. I notice a lot of people I know sleep well initially and then wake up. A lot of people sleep a fitfully through the night. Some people sleep really well. I am actually by nature a really good sleeper and have been a good sleeper for as long as I can remember. Um, I only recently in the last probably 10 years started to experience any kind of sleep disruption. And so I thought today I'd talk a little bit about that. What I know is that sleep disruption can happen for a variety of reasons. It can be health related. It can be hormone related. It can be anxiety related. It can be related to the environment in which you're trying to sleep. So today I thought I'd share a bunch of things that you can do to help you sleep better. Okay, so here's what's on my personal list of good sleep strategies. First, avoid caffeine. If you can't avoid caffeine altogether, try and avoid it at least after 4 or 5 p.m. Generally speaking, I avoid caffeine completely, as much as possible. Also, avoid drinking before bed. A lot of people have this idea, like, I will drink before bed, it'll make me cal like calm and restful and sleepy, and then I will have no problem sleeping. It doesn't really work that way. Alcohol has a chemical in it that actually helps you relax and sleep, but then wake up a little bit later. So you get rested, you get sleepy, you get kind of relaxed, and then you fall asleep, and then it wakes you up and you're very alert. So drinking alcohol before bed, not the best thing which is a shame because that's kind of when most people drink alcohol, and, you know. So anyway, just, you can't do it. If you want to have a good night's sleep, you just can't do it. I don't know what to tell you. I interviewed Herman Fisher of Spoon Sleep, and he talked about temperature. And I've always thought about, like, temperature was important in terms of the, the temperature of the room being important. And that, that was always a thing I did, was just keep the, the house a little cooler at night. But Herman said some really interesting things about you know, thinking about your, your mattress being a cooling mattress and making sure that your bed clothes are breathable and that you have the opportunity to take things off as you get warmer in the, in the night. So dressing in layers if you, if you wear clothes to bed. He also talked about lowering your body temperature. And so that's one thing that is important in general is being able to reduce that body temperature. I have heard many people talk about exercising before bed. In fact, I recently read a study that actually said, don't do that. Don't exercise before bed because it will change your brain chemistry. It gets you all fired up. And the one thing you don't want to do is exercise before bed. So if you want a good night's sleep, that is. I mean, if you don't care about sleep, exercise before bed. What can I say? But most experts and, and the research now is saying don't exercise before you go to bed because you will have a hard time sleeping. Then there's the technology side. And technology is tricky. So our screens now emit a light that keeps us awake. It's a blue light and it wakes us right up. It's something that acts in the melatonin, I don't know. I don't know the science of it. I just know 
to blue light is bad for your brain. So you can handle this in a couple of ways. One, you can actually get a blue light filter for your phone or your other devices so that then that blue light doesn't affect your sleep scale, sleep ability, or you can stop using your devices before bed. Probably that's the best thing. But here's the thing. I actually use an app sometimes at night to help me sleep when I'm having a hard time. Uh, so not using my phone isn't really an option. So I have a blue light filter. It's a pretty strong one and it makes everything yellow and very dim. And so, <laughs> so it's great for when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm wide awake and I can't sleep and it helps me to be able to see the app that I use to help me go back to sleep without waking up more. So blue light filters are great. The one I use right now is called, I'm looking at my phone so I can tell you, it's called Twilight. And it's a handy little app. It just brings up this, um, this whole you know thing. You can change the color temperature so it's not quite so yellow um, intensity, how much it dims the screen, that sort of thing. So that's an app I really like. Uh, another thing that I like for sleep, and I use this off and on throughout the course of the year, depending on how disruptive my sleep is. And right now it's very disruptive. So I use melatonin. And again, remember folks, I am not a medical practitioner. So check with your medical practitioner, your, your doctor, before you take any of the advice that I'm giving you, like using melatonin. I'm a big fan of melatonin. It really does help me to sleep. And, and so I have been known to kind of use it in varying uh, strengths depending on how disruptive my sleep is. So my sleep is pretty disruptive right now and you know two to three milligrams is what I'm taking each night to help me stay asleep. So the other thing is sometimes my brain has a tendency to you know run and go through all the things I need to do tomorrow and think about all the problems that I have to solve in the world and do all those things. And so one thing that I also use another app is called Calm. And it's a lovely app. I mean, it is probably the nicest app I've ever used. And I'm going to show it to you. It starts with take a deep breath. And then it brings into, um, this is a fire. I don't know if you can hear the fire. Uh, but you can actually choose different, um, different things. So it could be, you know, a sunset. Let's see what the sunset beach sounds like. Okay, this is the sunset beach. And then when I go back, there's a beautiful sunset beach picture. Now, the, the thing I really like about Calm that's really fun uh, is that it actually has some other features. You, you guys are going to think I'm nuts, but it has something called sleep stories. Okay. Sleep stories. Okay. So um, I'm going to play one for you because I want you to hear it. And Calm app is, the, it's one of my favorite things of all time right now. So I'm gonna play a sleep story, and it, this is called Blue Gold. And the thing they've done is they've gotten some actors and you know celebrities, and they've gotten also some artists and authors to read bedtime stories to you. And there's some fiction, and there's some nice ones. This one is um, about the the lavender fields and the sleepy villages of Provence. So I'll play. Sleep story. We travel to the south of France. It's Stephen Fry. I'm Stephen Fry. It's Stephen Fry. And I'll be your guide as we meander lazily through the lavender fields and sleepy villages of Provence. Calm is a really great app because there are all these little sleep stories and 
you get to listen to a very calm, soothing voice and it helps you fall asleep. I'm telling you, it is magical, magical. You can get more features in the app if you pay a yearly fee, uh, which I did. I totally did. It was totally worth it. And I, I love it. Uh, you get more stories if you do that. I did get one with Bindi Irwin, which is sweet, but she's a little too energetic for a sleep story. Let's be real. Okay, so the other thing that, that the Calm app has is meditations, and those are phenomenal in terms of like, there are all kinds of meditations, meditations to help you relax, to help you sleep, to manage anxiety, to be you know filled with gratitude, to be mindful, tons of meditations, and they're all guided, which I also really love. So I'm sorry, this is becoming kind of a ad for Calm app, but at the same time, it is fantastic. It's one of my favorite new things. So those are the things that I do to sleep at night. And I also keep my room very dark. I minimize distractions. My devices don't bing or ring or you know anything. The only thing that is turned on is I have an app that will allow only one phone number to come in, and that is an emergency number that if they need me, they have to be able to get a hold of me. Other than that, nobody bothers me in the night. I do let my puppy sleep with me. Gus sleeps in our bed, and that's probably not ideal for sleep, but it makes me so happy that he's sleeping there that I find it to be a comforting thing. And so I choose not to see that as a sleep disruption. So yeah, there are a lot of ways to improve your sleep. And I hope some of these work for you. Remember to check with your doctor before you take melatonin, but, but also share some of your sleep strategies below in the, in the comments for today. What do you do to sleep better? What helps you get to sleep at night and what helps you stay asleep? Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.